Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. And the Kraken win it on the far side to the near boards, Burakovsky. Bodied off by Stevenson. Pops loose to the circle. Stone starts it out. Eichel shoots and scores! Eichel from Stone. 4-1 Vegas. Empty netter with a minute 15 to play in the third period. Here's the 2-1. Swing and a high deep drive left field. He ripped it. Walner turning. See you later. That gets into the second level. That is a three-run shot by Jose Abreu. Ready on the 1-2. Garcia hits this one high and deep to left. Really high. Really far. And gone. Adolis Garcia. And the Texas Rangers now lead it 6 to nothing in the second inning. You know, when Rink walks in the gym, when Josiah says something, you know, those guys all listen. Um, you know, they've been a part of postseason play. You know, obviously we want to take that next step this year, and we're going to have a chance because of the makeup of, you know, those guys, especially, you know, Rink and, and Josiah. Uh, at their positions, because when they talk, I mean, that, and, and I'll let them talk, you know, maybe to your question, Wilson, you know, am I approaching it any differently? You know, you do have a little bit different approach uh, when one of those guys wants to say something, you know, where you may step aside and step out of the huddle and just let those guys talk for a couple minutes and maybe figure some things out. Um, you know, and Josiah and Rink, anytime they ask, coach could get a couple words in, absolutely. Good morning here on a Wednesday on Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula, Anna Bellinghausen joining me here on a Wednesday. Anna, how are you this morning? Good. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. We've got a terrific show for you here today. Uh, obviously, we are going to be talking <clears throat> quite a bit about all of your favorite things here. You heard Fred Hoiberg. Uh, kind of chiming in uh, from Big Ten Media Days. <clears throat> we'll talk to Isaac Trotter at 9 a.m. He was covering uh, those media days at Big Ten. He's also the national college basketball writer for 24/7 Sports. So we'll talk to him uh, a little bit about a little bit about a lot of things, I imagine. Um, we'll start things off with Brian Christopherson, Husker 24/7 at 8 a.m. 
We will talk to Andy Kendi at 8.30 from KETV, and then we'll wrap things up with our very own Avery Howard at 9.45. You and Avery were at Summit League Media Days yesterday. How was that? It was amazing. So it was the first time they had done this event in person at the Denny Sanford um, Premier Center, which is, of course, where the Summit League tournament is played. Up there in Sioux Falls. Yep, yep. up in Sioux Falls. So it's it's a men's and women's tournament, which is unique. Not all college basketball tournaments are um, are that way for conference time. So Yeah, most of them are done separately. Right, yeah. in, in different locations. But this one's really unique in the fact that um, both men and women go to that, uh, that championship. And it was just a really awesome media day. So Josh Fenton is the commissioner and he just talked to us about the vision of the Summit League and, and being a mid-major and understanding how college basketball is obviously an ever-changing landscape with the conferences and whatnot, but the Summit League seems super dedicated to how they want to present themselves, and you know, it, you want to do the things um, that show you're going to be successful in the future, whether you believe it or not, mm-hmm. right? You're always going to do that, so putting those student, uh, student-athletes on a platform like that, it was basically set up like Big Ten Media Days is how I would um, compare it to, to a different media day, so really high-level stuff. I mean, all the players and coaches we talked to were awesome. Mm-hmm. Of course, getting to talk to Omaha was great with Carrie Banks, and then we ended up talking to Coach Crutchfield. So um, Avery and I did a show um, along with our other analyst, Missy Heidrich, who's a former K-State guard and then works up at Midco mm-hmm. um, in South Dakota. So she she helped out quite a bit with um, just the just the X's and O's part. So we talked to every every women's basketball team up there, um, and it's interesting. I mean, the Summit League has so much talent, but. I mean, being a mid-major doesn't always get as much love, but I think looking through all the non-conference schedules, they're playing quite a few Power 5 teams between everyone in the Summit. So I think you'll you'll see more of them in, in the top 25 in, in the coming years for sure on both the men's and women's side. But I would say both both sides of Omaha men's and women's basketball are, are really looking up in, in the next year. And both head coaches are kind of getting more years under the belt. Crutchfield in his second, and then Carrie Banks, I believe this is her third or fourth. So it's it's really um, just impressive to see the, the growth and development of both programs and just the league in general. And I love it for mid-majors. I'm a big fan. I went to UNO, so it's, sure. um, it's, it's great to see. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because obviously being a mid-major in today's Division One college landscape is, is kind of – it can be kind of a scary place for sure with the way you know conference realignment ha- with with college football has really shifted the attention towards kind of the major conferences in a way that is even more aggressive than it was in the past which it was you know it was always shifted that direction but it's gone really dramatically mm-hmm. even further uh that way and you know i, I kind of appreciate the self-awareness that the league has shown and you know there there's not that there's limitations in what you can be but there has to be some realism in, right into what you are right? and just the, the schools that are a part of it and obviously tv deals are a huge part mm-hmm. and they have a great deal with mid-coast sports which is up in the dakota areas mostly and then um, also they have games on cbs too so yeah. they're getting there right yeah. like all the teams are are definitely putting each other on the map, and that does start with basketball. And, and Josh was super upfront about that, their commissioner. He was basically saying, hey, 
we are putting basketball at the forefront and we understand that, but we think this can be something that rises all tides, right? So like sure. you need one sport in the Summit League that can do that because there isn't football, right? Mm-hmm. So basketball has to be it. And I mean, you could say the same for the Big East. I wouldn't quite put that as a mid-major, of course, with the teams that are in it, but... Um, no, but it's unusual it's as a, a basketball-centric conference. Correct. It, it's different. And those yeah. conferences have to honestly just think differently about what they do because they don't have football. Well, and that's one of the, the advantages that... That, that Josh Fenton brings to the table, right, is he's coming from the NCHC mm-hmm. where he did have to kind of look at things differently. He A lot of those programs in the NCHC are like hockey-first programs, yeah. right, which is, again, unusual for the current college landscape. And so, it, you know, you would look at that and be, okay, maybe that's not a total fit in mm-hmm. terms of what the Summit League maybe needs, but it seems like they identified, hey, he's had success identifying and kind of helping a league flourish that isn't yeah. a bas- or a, that isn't a football first league maybe he can do that uh, with us as well with basketball totally and they just also launched the summit league network so they're getting there right they're doing all mm-hmm. the things that a conference needs to do to be successful it's just going to take time sure and it's going to take a couple more march madness runs i mean you saw oral roberts in the college world series yeah that's crazy to think about a mid-major program making it to the final eight teams mm-hmm. in college baseball one of the hardest tournaments ever yeah right with the competition you have to face and I mean, it's just really impressive to to see what they've done. And, again, like, support mid-majors as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Have a favorite mid-major team and support them and wear their gear, go to their games. Sure. Yeah. Because it, it the support means so much to those student-athletes. Like, just seeing their faces light up and the coaches' faces light up when we're talking to them and knowing things about them. Just, mm-hmm. like, they're thanking us for – doing our research on the teams yeah for just knowing what's going on yeah just knowing about them knowing what's going on just having that mutual respect because they don't get all the attention all the time so i I think it's it's really important just to support those mid-major schools and um it was just very rewarding to be up there and and get a just be a small part of that media day well and you know i've always had a soft spot in my heart for mid-majors obviously growing up in omaha where creighton was the mid-major when i was growing up and obviously they've moved on to the big east but you know, it's at kind of around that same time, Omaha made their transition into Division One and, and kind of took the place as the mid-major uh, Division One team in Omaha. Uh, speaking of which, Frankie Fiddler made all Summit League first team preseason, which is awesome. Uh, Love that kid. Very well-deserved, mm-hmm. uh, incredible basketball player. But, you know, it's there is this kind of romantic notion about mid-majors, 100%. right? It's it's the, the Cinderella and, yep. and March Madness and, you know, when I was when I was growing up, the bracket buster thing that ESPN started doing was one of my favorite things of the year. You know, mm-hmm. get you get showcased on ESPN and on the big networks and and in these marquee matchups that you normally wouldn't get uh, from those types of teams. And so, you know, it, it's just because Creighton has moved on and grown and, and deservedly so, right? Doesn't mean that that kind of nostalgia for mid-majors 100%. There goes, was just something special, ever goes away, right? You know, about watching Creighton, Drake, or Wichita State. Yeah. Like, you just can't replicate that anymore. And listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not... We're not <laughs> complaining about playing UConn. I'm not <laughs> missing any trips to, like, Peoria and Carbondale sure, anytime yeah. soon. Like, I will take Chicago yeah, and New York, New York over York, that like, for sure. But there is, you know, I... The, the the NCAA men's basketball tournament is my favorite sporting event in the world. 100%. It is the thing that I care about the most. It is Christmas for me. Like, I I can't even – so I <laughs> – when I uh, – when 2020 happened, right, and they canceled the tournament, um, 
my wife and I had only been married for six-ish months. We got married in, in summer 2019. And so, like, she knew that I cared about this, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, when the, the tournament got canceled in 2020, I was visibly, like, shaken as if someone yeah. I knew and loved had died. Yeah. And she's like, I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> she's like, get over it. Yeah, she was like, I, like, I get you're upset, but I, is, it, is it that big of a deal? And I was like, Natasha, this is the thing I care about outside of like family and friends and dogs. The, the thing I care about most in the world. Mm-hmm. I was like, imagine that Christmas lasted for four days because she, she loves Christmas. It's her, it's her favorite thing. I go, and imagine they were just like, hey, we're not doing Christmas this yeah. year. Like, how would you feel? And she goes, oh, okay, I get it. Like I was, om- like I was to the point of almost like be like tears because they canceled the NCAA tournament. It is one of. The- I was like, I have to wait a whole nother year. I think because at the time you're like, I don't know what this looks like. That was March 2020. Right. You're like, I hope a year from now this thing is over and done and we can watch the tournament again. But so that I mean, I think that's where besides Creighton, a lot of my love for mid-majors comes from because all the stories that we talk about right mm-hmm. whether it's gonzaga yep. who has turned themselves into a major program while still playing in a mid-major conference or you know the the jimmer fredette run or steph curry like that's where i fell in love with steph curry right like that's you know you'd be challenged to call davidson even a mid-major like that's they they get called a low major a lot of the times yep. there right and my favorite basketball player probably ever I discovered because this mid-major team made a run through the NCAA tournament. And so, like, is there any Steph Curry's playing in the Summit League? No, there's no Steph Curry's playing anywhere else. Like, that doesn't <laughs> exist, okay? But, like, Frankie Fiddler's a great basketball player. He's super fun to watch, mm-hmm. right? Like, there were, te- there were people all over the country that had never watched Doug McDermott until – they went into the Big East. And, and probably like, fell in love with the way he played, too. Yeah. That weren't even Creighton fans whatsoever. And not just him, but the way the whole team played, right? Mm-hmm. That team was so much fun, the way they played. And, you know, that's kind of where the whole let it fly thing was born, yeah. was out of teams like that. And so that that's all just to say, like, I understand there's other things that command your attention. But mid-major basketball is incredible to it's be fun. a part of. In the Summit League tournament, again, is a blast up there. I think it's one of the best tournaments just in general for conferences. And it's a super short road trip from yep. here. You just go to Sioux Falls. What is that, like three and a half? Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, yep. It's not even that bad. Like it's, I mean, it's closer than, than KC, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, that's a, you know, I'm really hoping to make it up to the Summer League tournament this year. And I hope, I hope Omaha has a good year. I mean, I think they were picked to finish seventh. Yeah, so, yeah, Omaha men's. And then the women's side, I believe, was sixth. But... Um, it's funny though because the women's team has gone to back-to-back um, championship finals, mm-hmm. and last year they were picked tenth yeah. in the preseason polls, and then ended up going to the final and getting beat by SDSU, which was a great team. And that's sure, yeah. like generational players on that team, mm-hmm. right? And went into March Madness and won a game even, and almost won a second. So. I mean, you just never know, and that's what I love about that tournament because they bring every team. It's not yeah. like only a certain half go or whatever yeah, it was in qualifies. the past, right? Everyone yeah. qualifies and anything can happen because uh, it's been a two-bid league in the past just given – On the women's side. On the women's yeah. side because yeah. of SDSU and South Dakota being in the top 25 yeah. at um, one point or the other. But typically, I mean, it is a one-bid lead league, and I think that's what makes those tournaments so special because, you know, in the Big East tournament – 
half those teams know they're already going right, to March yeah, Madness, yeah. right? So they're not necessarily playing for everything on the line. Of course, everyone wants to win a championship. No, but the stakes of that specific right. tournament are lower. Yeah, the yeah. stakes of that tournament are for sure lower. It can make or break at some points, but... I yeah, mean, there's a couple teams that are on the bubble that right, need to that, make like, a run. Right, that need it or, a little bit for a resume builder, but when you look at a mid-major, typically it is one bid, yeah. right? It's, it's do or die time. Well, especially, so even the teams that are on the bubble in the Big East, right? They had plenty of opportunities to play their way into the tournament, mm -hmm. right? Without needing the conference tournament, without yes. being on the bubble. Yeah. With mid-major teams, and I, I remember this very well as a Creighton fan watching in the Missouri Valley, which even they sometimes got multiple bids, but not always, was you could have an incredible season. And if you don't still perform in the yeah. conference tournament, sorry, it's you're like in a, the NIT. It's like a mini March Madness. It is. It will. really is. Like mm -hmm. that conference tournaments are sort of part of – that whole it's fun. basically a playing tournament. It is honestly it, the, the, with the with these mid-major tournaments. They are yeah. they're just they're they're play they're like the wild card round we just saw For in baseball, sure. right? Mm -hmm. Where you've got this limited opportunity to continue your season, and so so there are the stakes at at these Summit League tournaments, the mid-major tournaments are frankly so much higher mm -hmm. than they are at the major it, conference tournaments so where you had all year to play yourself in, right? right? It's and a it, blast. Honestly, that is one of my, and I know it's October 11th and we're talking about college basketball, but we love college basketball. Get used to it, okay? Um, <laughs> there's plenty of football to talk about. We will get to football, I promise. But um, one of the big things that I always, is my pet peeve about March Madness is they tend, they, it seems like at some point they shifted from, hey, we're going to look at some mid-majors and whatever and try and get more teams, more of those teams in the tournament to, well, the strength of schedule of these sort of mediocre Power 5 teams is so high that it boosts their metrics and things like that. Sure. Where you end up with an 18 and 13 major conference team. It's like, hey, they had 31 opportunities to not to prove that they deserve right, to be here. Right, and you're taking out a 21-win team from... Not even a 21, like a 26-win team, yeah, right? Yeah, a 26-win team from the MAC. There's been 26 and 27-win St. Mary's teams that yeah. don't make the NCAA tournament because their strength of schedule is not high enough. It's like, guess what? Nobody wants to play them. Mm -hmm. Nobody, No major conference teams want to play St. Mary's because they're not going to have a high enough RPI at the end of the season or, or whatever they call it, net ranking now at the end of the season. Sorry, I'm old. I'm going to call it RPI till I die, probably. <laughs> but they don't have high enough RPI at the end of the season to make it a quality loss if yeah. you lose. But there's a really good chance you could lose to them because they're a good basketball team. Yeah. It's the same problem Creighton found themselves in for years. And so it's like nobody wants to schedule you. No. And so you are in this place where it's almost impossible to get your strength of schedule high enough to be able to get a, uh, a at-large bid. But you're in a conference where – you have to play Gonzaga every year, and you're probably not winning that conference tournament. And so I, I think that's my one pet peeve is the NCAA kind of gives those teams a disservice. Mm -hmm. I'd rather see St. Mary's or South Dakota State or yeah. North Dakota State or whoever. It's like uh, this was several years ago, but that like Trey Young Oklahoma team mm -hmm. started off super hot. I think they finished the year like 19 and 13. They weren't good. They had 32 opportunities to show they deserved to be in the big dance, and they just showed they didn't like – I think they were like 5-12 and 12 down the stretch. They were terrible down the stretch. And they still got in the, in the NCAA tournament. I think it was at the cost of a team like St. Mary's. And I'm just like, I don't need to see those teams again. I need mm -hmm. to see these teams. I need to see the Summit League teams. Right. I need to see West Coast Conference teams. I need to see Missouri Valley teams. I've seen Oklahoma 100 times this year. They're not good. Just like, let's get over that. Let's give these teams an opportunity. And so I hope 
they can fix that. And honestly, I hope the exposure that things like the Summit League Network and stuff like that sort of allow voters or allow the committee to see these teams a little bit more. Yeah, and it it just gives them more of a platform because – it is important because the voters and everyone on the on the committee does <laughs> does have eyes, right? So they're they're looking on social media, they're looking um, for these games, and it's harder if they're they're not as accessible. And I think that's one of the points that Josh made was just how can we put our athletes out there more, and not only in basketball but in soccer and every other sport because it's so important to, I mean, uplift everyone, but also make sure you have the platform and the ability to take all of the content between every sport and put it all in one place so it's easy for people to find it whether you're a fan or whether you're on the committee or whether you're a coach of a different team right so I mean not good for for scouting I guess but um, when you're looking at um, all these mid-majors and and how they use their platforms not every school has the deal with ESPN plus right so you Mm -hmm. have to find different ways to to get your get your content out there and I think it it is a creative way I mean the Big East does it with the the digital network that they Mm -hmm. have too so it's I mean it it goes both ways of um, putting your athletes on the map and that's one way to do it because like you said Robbie I would love to see more major mid-major schools get into the tournament because it's just going to make it more fun yeah that's I mean that's the part about the tournament everybody loves right I mean I don't care about seeing a 18 or 19 win um, major conference team, see if they can make it to the Sweet Mm -hmm. 16. I don't care about that at all. They're probably losing anyway. They've shown all year they weren't good enough to compete at that level or couldn't consistently get themselves to compete at that level. Like, I want to see the teams that haven't had the opportunity yet. I I want to give them the chance to see, hey... Like, yeah, I can compete at this level. I just didn't have a chance to do that during mm-hmm. the regular season. Um, and that's the part, like if, like I said, if I had one bugaboo about the NCAA tournament, you know, get me on the phone to whoever's <laughs> leading that committee this year. We'll, we'll see if we can figure it out. Um, certainly didn't mean to talk about 20 minutes of Summit League basketball there, but here we are. Uh, we will get to a, Thank you guys. <laughs> we will get to a bunch of other stuff including uh, Fred Hoiberg later on in the show we're going to talk as I mentioned earlier to Isaac Trotter he is the national college basketball writer for 24/7 sports we'll get into lots of media day stuff from the Big 10 uh, we've got some rule audio I think he actually said some interesting things yeah um, I think he maybe told us that there's a new starting quarterback without really saying there's a new starting quarterback officially. That was interesting. Uh, some stuff about Marcus Washington as well, which is uh, not good news on the knee. Uh, but we will get to a bunch of that rule audio, um, at least discussing it coming up next. Uh, probably no surprise, but Dylan Brooks from the NBA in preseason has already pissed me off. So we'll probably <laughs> talk about that a little bit later as well. And I've got a little game. I've got a, I've got a little would you rather game for Anna later. Okay. With specifically because we're kind of getting into that season kind of in our holiday gauntlet season we go halloween thanksgiving christmas new year's all in a couple months here so you know i think we're gonna we're gonna do a little holiday food food would you rather uh some people know i've got some reasonable reasonably spicy takes about thanksgiving food um but i'm not gonna try and taint you with my views here we'll uh we'll let you answer we'll those coming up later so that's they got a <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Uh, That's what's coming up on the show today. Reminder, you can listen to us on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. Of course, we're on YouTube, Twitter. We appreciate all of our commenters, Thomas, in the uh, stream already. And 
and less on Twitter talking to us from Mexico. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I, I really like Herd at Sports. I like our programming. If I'm in Mexico, I'm not listening to talk radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's just not on the table. But we appreciate the loyalty of our guy, uh, of our guy Les. He, he comes out to some of the breakfast sometimes. And uh, good dude there. We appreciate him listening in. Uh, where's, where's the last place you went on vacation? Uh, this last weekend in Arizona. Arizona. What's in Arizona? Just friends. Okay. Uh, I tried to hike Camelback Mountain. Okay. Didn't go well. Oh, what So happened? I went Uh-oh. in the, actually, I think we went at like nine or 10 and it was a hundred degrees. At nine in the morning? Yeah. In October? Yep. Okay, cool. In Scottsdale. And Super there was fun. a park ranger at the bottom of the mountain and was warning us that someone had died. Oh, uh, yesterday, cool. like the day before we had went, I was like, just hiking. Yeah, I think from dehydration, dehydration, they had to do like a emergency lift off of the mm. mountain for this person, and she was warning everyone like, make sure you have enough water. And I had just gotten off my flight, mm-hmm. honestly, so I was already dehydrated and not, yeah, not great, you know. And I was like, I don't know. So we went up halfway, and then I turned around. I was like, I can't do this. That's a good call. Yeah, that's a good call. Probably. Terror. You don't want to die on a mountain. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Um, it is. I gotta say. Hiking is not for me. That is a. It's not even a hike. Like you have to climb. Yeah, it's like an it's actual mountain. It's not a nice yeah. hike. You you're on your hands and knees, like going up rocks. Yeah, hiking in Arizona is just called mountain climbing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not an Omaha where I'm you're not just doing like that again. Chilling out through the Lust Hills and yeah. Council Bluffs or anything like that. Uh, well, we're glad Anna made it back safe and sound and in one piece. Uh, we've got more of Herd Out Sports Radio coming up next.